Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. If you aren't already following me on social media, then you probably didn't know that last week, January 14th, was the one-year anniversary of this podcast. Shout out to those of you who've been with me since my very first episode on January 14th of 2020, but even if you haven't been with me since the very beginning, I still love you and appreciate you deeply. I always say this, but I still can't believe I've been doing this podcast for a year now. To think that I just started this podcast out of pure boredom and have made it this far is so crazy to me. I'm already excited and waiting in anticipation for our second year anniversary if we do indeed get there, but I think we will because I have no intentions of ever stopping this podcast anytime soon. That exciting stuff aside, let's get into the not so exciting stuff, which is for me, school starting. Today was my first official day of classes. Yeah, I just got out of class less than an hour ago. And after one month of not doing anything and just doing my own thing and enjoying myself, I'm finally getting back into the school groove, which is going to be a major adjustment for me. Looking on the bright side, though, I'm going to have a lot more school-related content to share with you all, so I guess that's something to look forward to. Especially since it's going to be my semester before my senior year, you know, there's bound to be some juicy stories to share with you guys, so stay tuned for that. I really don't know how I'm going to juggle all of the things I'm doing this semester with, you know, my classes, my internship, and my personal projects like this podcast and everything, but we're going to get through it and hopefully come out of it a lot stronger. Also, I'm just too excited about the internship I'll be starting in the summer, That, like, I just really want to skip everything in between and just fast forward to the summer, but obviously that's not going to happen. Do you guys ever feel that when you're looking forward to something so exciting, but it's, like, still super far away? Yeah, that's literally me right now and will probably be me every day until it's the summertime. So, as you guys can tell by the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about how to get a start in the fashion industry. And the name that I gave this episode was really just a fancy way to say how to kickstart your fashion journey. I don't know if you're all familiar with that phrase of getting your foot in the door, but that is what, you know, that phrase means. And honestly, I had a lot of different ideas of what episodes I could put out this week, essentially, but for some reason, this one just kept calling my name. Because I feel like I get asked a lot about how to start in an industry that is considered quite closed off and exclusive, and... How to start off when you don't have a lot of experiences or connections. So that's what I wanted to focus on in this episode. I have a lot of past episodes where I talk about all the different kinds of facets of the industry, like how to get internships and how to do interviews and all of that good stuff. But I figured it would be helpful to start all the way at the beginning for those of you who are still trying to get your foot in the door of the industry. Now, obviously, guys, I just wanted to quickly disclaim that I am not like an acclaimed fashion person and probably not the best person to speak on this topic because I'm not famous in the industry. But, you know, I think I've acquired a good amount of experience over the past few years where I can speak on this subject pretty fluently. Also, not to mention that a couple of years ago, I was in the position that a lot of you listening are probably in right now. It wasn't that long ago when I was just a young girl with big dreams of working in the fashion industry and attending New York Fashion Week shows. 
And obviously, like, that's not something we can do, like, the New York Fashion Week shows aspect of it. But, you know, you guys get my point. I started from the very bottom of the food chain with no experience, no context, no connections, none of that. So that's why I also think that I'm a good person to speak on this because I didn't have those instant connections to get me into the industry when I was first starting out. I had to make those kinds of connections along the way. Also, I think it's important to mention that before going into college, I didn't know all of the fashion lingo and stuff. I didn't even know the names of, you know, a lot of big designers or fashion brands. I had to learn all of that along the way as well. And, you know, granted, I am going to school for fashion design, so I'm learning a lot of it in school. But I definitely have some tips and advice for those of you who maybe don't have any plans of attending fashion school, but still want to learn more about the fashion industry in some way. And that is a possibility. I feel like some people automatically give up the prospect of ever being in the fashion industry because they don't have that experience from fashion school. But, you know, if you actually look at a lot of the notable people in the industry itself, you'll see that they didn't graduate from a fashion school like Parsons. Some of them even came from different backgrounds and disciplines. For example, um, my professor from last semester... She actually graduated from from school with a major in engineering, and now she's obviously working in the fashion industry with her own line. So I just find that super interesting, and a lot of what she learned as an engineer informs her work today. I think, if anything, it's more interesting when you come from a different background because it's going to make your work a lot more unique and stand out amongst the other people who are also in the industry. But, you know, that aside, let's get into some of these tips for those of you who are interested in learning how to break through the fashion industry. Starting in no particular order, my first piece of advice I would give to anyone starting out is to choose a specific area in fashion that you want to focus on. And you're probably like, well, how would I even know what area I want to focus on if I haven't done any work or actually been involved in the fashion industry? And what I say to that is, you don't have to make a decision and that be like your end-all be-all, you know? You can always change what path you want to take in fashion, and there are no repercussions if you do change it. Take me, for example, someone who felt so strongly about fashion design in the beginning, and now I'm changing gears into other facets of fashion. Um, And going back to what I was explaining before, you don't need to have worked in fashion or have previous fashion experience to have an idea of what area you want to focus on. Just think about what you feel most drawn to, or what interests you the most about fashion. Have you watched movies or YouTube videos of people doing something in fashion that you might want to pursue? Or do you follow someone on Instagram that inspires you to follow a certain route? All those kinds of questions will be really helpful in helping you reach a consensus of what area you want to delve deeper into. And again, like I said, you can always change your focus in fashion. You're not married to this one facet of the fashion industry. But why I think it's so important to focus on one thing when you're first starting out is because it's the fashion industry and it's made up of so many different, you know, variables and jobs and positions and all of that. So it can be really overwhelming when you're just starting out to feel like you need to learn all of those things and be involved in all of them. But if you direct your focus into one area of fashion, then you'll have so much more direction and you'll find it a lot easier to make connections and find opportunities in that one area. I can even speak from my own experience for this one because when I was first starting out and just like had an initial interest in fashion, I set my sights on opportunities and experiences in specifically fashion design because that is what interested me most at the time in the beginning. 
Um, I did design internships. I reached out to small designers and assistant designers. Anything related to design, I was pretty much, you know, on top of my game on it. And I'm a perfect example of someone who started off choosing an area and then veered away from it because now having gained experience in design, I realized that it's probably not an area that I want to focus the rest of my life doing. Um, That's why now I'm branching out into different areas like journalism and PR, as you guys know. So definitely, I think the first thought that beginners should be thinking about is what area they really want to focus on. And if you're unsure of what areas there are even available in the fashion industry, that's totally fine and totally normal for beginners. I would, you know, do a whole episode talking about that with you guys, but then I think it would be like hours long because there's just way too many areas out there and there are also a lot of them constantly being made. So it's just hard to give you guys like a finite list of what areas in fashion are out there. But like I said, look into people who you admire and look up to and see what they're doing. If you like what their job entails and you want to have those same experiences, then maybe that's the area that you want to pursue. I know I've mentioned this like so many times in my past episodes, but Sandy Liang was someone I looked up to a lot when I was growing up and when I saw all of her adventures in fashion design and even reading her interviews online about attending Parsons, it just made me super interested in pursuing the same thing. And not to copy her whole entire journey, of course, but rather I was inspired by um, the direction that she wanted to go in. So I think it's totally okay to be inspired by people, but if you know me personally, you know that I have zero tolerance for copycats or people who like intentionally copy other people. Maybe that's just me, and I, I definitely sounded like a teacher when I just said that, but it's so true. But anyway, I gave such an elaborate explanation for that last piece of advice, Um, but we're going to move on to the next thing that I wanted to mention, and that next thing is to build up your skills. The one thing that is necessary in the fashion industry is to be well-rounded and versatile. You know the saying, no one likes a one-trick pony. Um, Like, trust me, I'm all about being really good at one thing rather than being mediocre at a lot of things, but you'll find a lot more success in the industry if you're capable of doing a lot. And I'll tell you why that is. A lot of the well-established brands and companies out there um, seem like they're really big and some of them are and they're pretty corporate, but most of them that you see out there that you think are big brands are really just made up of small groups of people running the show. Before we go any further in today's episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to introduce a sponsor. This episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast is sponsored by Juno. Juno is a completely free resource with no commitment that uses the power of group buying to negotiate lower interest rates on new student loans and the refinancing of existing ones. Juno has helped thousands of people nationwide save on their student loans and it's changed the lives of so many who struggle with the rising cost of higher education. Not to mention they also have other resources like scholarships including a monthly one for $1,000 that can be applied to current tuition or towards your existing loans if you already have some. Anyone who wants to join can do so on their website through my referral link, which you can always find in the show notes of this episode. It takes two minutes and just needs some basic info. It's also totally free and there's no commitment to take any of their deals. I'm beyond excited to be partnering with Juno because not only will I be using their money-saving resources myself, but their services are perfectly in line with my personal brand. Fashion school is expensive, y'all, so you can bet I'll be taking full advantage of everything that Juno has to offer. I want to give a huge thanks to Juno for sponsoring this episode, and with that, let's get right back on into the episode. And with that, small group of people means that there are multiple people doing different things, you know, because the number of responsibilities outweighs the number of people that they have. 
that is why it's really valuable to have a lot of different skills and experiences because companies will find that as an asset. But, you know, also just generally, it's never a bad thing to know how to do a lot, if you, if you know what I mean. And the more skills you have related to different facets of the industry, the more knowledgeable you'll be as a whole. So that could never be a bad thing. Obviously, building up your skills can be easily done when you're attending fashion school, like myself. So if you're ever a fashion student and you're listening to this, take full advantage of those other elective classes that your school might offer. Like, I'm a fashion design major, but I still take the chance whenever I can to take some electives in PR, journalism, fashion trend forecasting, you know, all of those different kinds of facets. But of course, I'm sure many of you listening might also not be fashion students, which is totally fine as well. And there are ways to build up your skills without having to commit to something like fashion school. What I would recommend and what I actually did before college to build up my skills was simply just YouTube and reading blogs and articles and just really dedicating your time to learn a specific skill. Let's say, for example, you're trying to learn skills related to fashion design. I suggest watching videos on YouTube or even doing classes on Skillshare because that's going to be the best way for you to gain those skills without having to attend something like fashion school. And this is probably an unpopular opinion, but do I think you need to attend fashion school to work in the fashion industry? Not really, and I can do a whole episode just talking about that and stating my case, so just let me know if that's something you guys would be interested in. Also, there's a lot of speculation between how much education you really need to work in the fashion industry, and I don't really believe you need a fashion education degree to be able to work in the industry. The only reason I am going to school specifically for fashion is because, you know, I personally just want to learn more and also because I don't and can't see myself pursuing anything else at school. So my next tip, which is actually less commonly discussed than maybe some of the other ones, is to keep up with the latest fashion news and trends. This is honestly probably one of the most important pieces of advice anyone could ever give you, but a lot of people when they're told this will often brush it off and not think that it's too serious, which I completely disagree with. I think it helps beginners so much to be aware and understand what the fashion landscape is like and what's going on. Knowing who's who and what's relevant is really going to help you foster those important conversations that you're going to see commonly take place in the industry. I think a lot of people know what I mean when I say this, but have you ever heard the kind of conversations that go on within the fashion industry? Like, even if you watched fashion movies and shows like The Devil Wears Prada and Sex in the City, it's clear that there is some fashion lingo and diction that gets thrown around and you'll only really relate to what's being said if you know what they're talking about. And I don't mean to get all technical and nerdy, but I did happen to do a whole project about this for my language and social justice class final, where my partner and I were trying to present this concept of fashion language. And fashion language, as we described, was kind of this means of communication that creatives in the industry use to express themselves that outsiders wouldn't really understand. And I really hope I'm not making all of this up, but I do feel like there is a lot of language and lingo that non-fashion people may not understand completely. And it's not a problem if you don't understand it, but it does create more exclusivity to the fashion industry because a lot of the time, if you don't know the language, then people won't be as accepting to hear what you have to say. I don't know how true that statement is, to be completely honest, but I feel like during my fashion journey, in the beginning especially, I did face a lot of exclusion when I didn't know of a specific designer or 
you know, I was kind of put at a disadvantage when I didn't know a certain fashion term. I can literally go on about this topic all day, but I won't for the sake of this podcast episode. My best suggestion if you're wanting to gain more fashion knowledge and learn more about the latest trends and designers' names and all of that stuff, then you should read, read, read. I'm sorry for all of you who are not into reading, but I literally get all of my updated fashion industry information from reading articles from major fashion publications. So websites like Business of Fashion, Vogue, Teen Vogue, and Fashionista, one of my personal favorites, these are all really great to keep up with um, for industry news. But also, you can follow some amazing accounts on Instagram like Diet Prada that will give you quick insight on what's like the latest news. I mean, Diet Prada is mostly scandal, but still, I get so much of my fashion updates from there. And also, another major tip I have for all of you that I wish someone told me while I was first starting out, try to familiarize yourself with the names of significant designers and notable fashion industry figures. Trust me, it's going to fuel your confidence in the industry so, so, so much. But I do also want to stress that it's not just designers, guys, that you have to know. The fashion industry isn't only filled with designers. There are also, you know, sustainability moguls, PR mavens, editors of big magazines, Gaining more insight on who's who and who important people in the industry are is really going to give you that edge when you're just starting out and getting your foot in the door of the fashion world. Oh, and one thing I'll say for those of you who are looking for opportunities where you can stay up to date with fashion people and news would be to get an internship in PR. You guys, PR is all about staying up to date and being on your game when it comes to fashion news. You also have to know a lot of different people and you get to meet a lot of important people too during your job. So PR is a great way to make connections. I think that's a big reason I enjoy the internship I'm doing currently with the PR firm that I work with because I always have to be updated with what's going on and I also have to familiarize myself with the names of editors, stylists, makeup artists, and everyone who's super important. Next up for you guys, I wanted to share the importance of making connections with smaller people and smaller businesses. And I know I literally say make connections, make connections in every episode that I talk about this topic. But hear me out, guys. This is this, you know, this one's a little different. The advice I'm telling you guys here is to focus specifically on making connections with smaller people in the industry. And I know that sounds like counterproductive, but I think a lot of times when people think of networking and connections, they automatically turn their heads towards the most prestigious people in the industry, like the editors-in-chiefs, the human resources people, and big designers. But, you know, that's not all networking is. It's not just about making connections with people of the highest rank. It's literally about meeting people, learning from them, and just building really genuine relationships. I even personally consider meeting my own classmates as a form of networking because those relationships are still really valuable to me and they're also valuable to have in the industry as well. And maybe some of you don't consider that as networking per se, but then if that's the case, you kind of have to change your mindset around what is networking and what isn't networking. So, you know, the next time you attend that networking event or panel or whatever it is, Don't close your mind to the opportunity to meet with people who you might not find as quote-unquote important in the industry. Any connection you make will be a valuable one, and trust me, a lot of the people who aren't too big in the spotlight often tend to be the more loyal and genuine people. Just saying. Not to mention that it's also a lot easier to talk to those kinds of people because they're also just more approachable. 
Like, you probably wouldn't be able to DM Anna Wintour on Instagram and talk to her about fashion, but you'd be more likely to get the attention of, like, a freelance writer for Vogue or something. That was just, like, a hypothetical example. I don't know how true that is, but, you know, it's just showing you guys that even, like, the smaller people of, like, lower rank are probably more approachable. I do want to be mindful of time because I don't want this episode ending up an hour long, so... I'm going to finish this episode off with my last important piece of advice, and that is to take up volunteer opportunities. Now, I just want to make very, very clear the distinction between volunteering and doing something like an unpaid internship. You guys know my stance by now on unpaid internships. I think doing free labor for an extended period of time, which is essentially what an unpaid internship is, is just not right. But of course, that really depends on like a lot of different factors, so I digress for now on the topic. But going back to what I mean by volunteering, when I was first starting out and had zero experience, I would do a lot of volunteer work in fashion. And granted, a lot of it was during New York Fashion Week, which I don't think is something that's going to happen anytime soon. But there are still plenty of opportunities for y'all to get volunteering experience in fashion. I think what was so cool about volunteering is that It's not as extensive and as dedicated as something like an unpaid internship. Like, it's normally just, you know, a one-time event that you take part in, so there's not that much commitment. But within that time that you are volunteering, you can meet a lot of new people and learn a lot of cool things within that short period of time. It was a little bit ago, but I remember when I was volunteering during New York Fashion Week shows, I made so many friends who were also volunteers, and, you know, I'm still friends with them to this day. Also, you get to connect with the people who work there as well, so that's an extra bonus. I wish I could provide you all with more insight on some volunteering opportunities that would be available now during COVID times, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, like, I'm not actively looking for that kind of stuff, so I don't know on the top of my head. I do think there are opportunities to volunteer for, like, some fashion Zoom events or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that, but that was just, you know, giving you some examples. Definitely, if this is something you're interested in, do your research on it, on like some stuff you can do during these times, and look into it and just learn more about how you can further yourself in the industry. And if volunteering is not something you see a value right now because of COVID, that's entirely fine. Maybe even when we go back to doing in-person events, you will want to take up volunteering opportunities because you'll actually be like a lot more hands-on and involved. I'm just letting you guys know that it was a really great experience for me when I was first starting out and let's be real, it's hard to get paid opportunities right off the bat when you're first just starting off anyway, so volunteering opportunities just is kind of like a good middle ground between getting experience but not having to do an unpaid internship. And I do apologize if my dislike for unpaid internships is like so oblivious and so obvious, but you all already know how I feel about them so I don't have to hide it anymore. And the reason I'm weirdly not entirely against volunteering is because even though, yes, it is free work that you're doing, it's just not for an extended period of time like an unpaid internship is. Fashion volunteering jobs are usually like a two to three day thing or even less sometimes in my case. So that's why I don't have like a huge problem with volunteering. But anyway, yeah, I feel like I've been talking about this subject for forever now. But, you know, there's just a lot that needs to be said. And like I said, I'm not an expert by any means on how to get started in the fashion industry, but I've personally been through it and had to get through all of this myself. 
So I love providing these episodes for you all who are interested because it's going to save you a lot of time from having to figure it all out by yourselves. Sometimes I do wish I had my own podcast for baby Christina when she was first starting out in the industry and going through all of these struggles, but that's okay. I'm here for you guys now. Wishing you all the best luck on your fashion journeys and reminding you guys that you're not alone in this community. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. Love you guys always and talk to you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.